Check out our last episode as I interview two powerhouse women in supply chain, Stacy from Women in Logistics and Heather from Uber. They tell us all about their journeys to success and how the path is never straight. You're going to want to stay tuned and listen to that episode. It's on letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode three. Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes-Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. Welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Thank you for tuning into the show today. And I want to recognize our listeners for rating and reviewing the show so others can find us. Thank you so much. We will actually be featuring reviews on the show moving forward. So make sure that you write us a review and we will be featuring that on the show in the future. Today, we are talking about something that is starting to make waves in the industry, but most don't know too much about it. That's API integrations. We are talking with Graham Robbins, the idea generator at Border Buddy, about what they mean to the future of your business and supply chain. Welcome back to the show, Graham. Thank you. Glad to be back. Awesome. So as most people know and have heard on previous episodes, Border Buddy is a sponsor on the podcast and a for and a front runner in changing how we do things when it comes to clearing your goods. So let's get right into API integration. For the listeners that don't know too much about it, what exactly is an API integration? All right. Great question. You know, it's funny because our industry actually has a lot of acronyms, right? So this is another acronym API, but at, at its very core, you know, API, it stands for application programming interface. And, and really what that does, it allows developers to really easily integrate uh, systems and exchange data or information. So some of you may have heard of, you know, Zapier and these other programs that you can link, you know, if you're using QuickBooks and you want to export something to Google Sheets, you can just, you can have those two programs talk to each other really easily without being a programmer per se. So just really a way to, um, to integrate with other systems and play nice, if you will, uh, really easily. Yeah, so it's all about being connected. And I think that that's sort of something that we miss in this industry is, you know, being more connected and, and working with innovators and taking a look at options like an integration to be able to not only make our businesses better, but make it easier for our customers. Yeah, you know, one of the things we, we, we talk about a lot, you know, if, if you're, if you're having to print paper, or you're having to download a PDF, or you're having to export something to Excel, uh, when it comes to supply chain, you really have to stop and say, okay, this is what we've done, you know, for the last 30 or 40 years. But we have to really stop and say, you know, there are better ways and they exist today. Like they, you can actually really easily exchange data today that will speed up your, you know, the crossing of your shipment. It'll, it'll uh, improve accuracy. It should lower your costs. 
Um, and it might even lower your price. So those are two differences, but, um, it, absolutely, you know, you, these things exist today. I just, we need to shout it from the treetops that really, you know, you can send your data really easily and speed everything up. Yeah. And I think some people shy away from it, um, purely from the standpoint that maybe it's not easy to understand or, or do how, you know, how easy is it to get a better understanding of, of integration and, and how it can be used for what purposes? I think the way you just basically start is uh, you should be asking everyone involved, uh, you know, whether it's your carrier or your customer's broker, you know, can I send this to you some other way? You know, do I have to, do I have to fax this to you? Do I have to email it to you? Can I send you the data? And, you know, they should be saying yes. <laughs> if, if, you know, if they're not, they're just, you know, they're just not, have, have not modernized their systems yet. But, um, you know, it, it exists today. Everyone, most people, if you talk to them now, they, they've all upgraded their systems probably in the last five years, whether it's a new ERP system, whether it's, you know, a cloud-based system of some sort for sharing information. Uh, we really have to just stop before you, you know, you hit that print button or that export button. Yeah, and it's good for the environment too, right? Not having to print all of that paper because our industry is or has been very, very paper-based. So that's just, you know, a good thing in itself. So let's get into, you know, Border Buddy. Why did you decide to get into API? What does it mean for your business? What does it do for you? That well, kind of thing. the reason we got into it really is because we've been integrating in a few different platforms, you know, some freight quoting platforms over the years um, into other online uh, programs, you know, or, or platforms like eBay and things like that. And what we really realized is now more and more, there are more and more uh, Expedia type programs in, uh, in freight forwarding and, and customs brokerage. So there's carriers that, you know, you can get immediate quotes, immediate rates online, but none of them, and I, 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 you know, I can put money on this almost, but uh, there's not one that we have seen that have integrated on their own the custom side of it, which is, is, is actually can be a big part of the total value. So they can quote, you know, freight from China to Texas. You can quote freight from Florida to Ontario, but they are not quoting the landed cost. They're, they're just quoting the freight really quickly, which is great. But then what about the custom side? The custom side happens all in the dark, so to speak. It happens offline. There's a paper shuffle. So it's, we wanted to develop this. So when you're, when you're building your platform, uh, and you want to give full landed costs, you can use our API to calculate duties, taxes, customs clearance fees and give an actual true landed cost. So that brings me to a point because I think that you have to build it for every specific uh, platform, right? So, you know, what, what's that process? What does that look like? How long well, does that's, it take? You just hit the nail on the head. But that's the advantage of building an API where typically or historically, uh, you're right, it would have to be a custom, uh, a custom application built for any ERP. And now with an API, all of those programs will talk to the API. So you don't have to custom build it on our end. And so what that means is it's a lot faster to integrate. So because we've been around for a long time, we actually, we have 
fully custom integrations where we've we've worked with the customer that's built their own shopping cart for that matter and we've integrated all the customs duties and taxes and then the next customer comes along and it's a different shopping cart and then you custom build for that but uh that is going away with the advent of of apis so you can actually use any platform you want here's our here's the api interface and then it's not it doesn't have to be custom built it's just basically a plugin that, that, that they get to talk to each other really, really easily. Okay, yeah, that was my question for you because you and I had gone back and forth about uh, Shopify versus WooCommerce, and so you're working on the Shopify one now, but then you ha- you have to take a look at other platforms after. Correct. You're, so you're maybe a clarification one. there. So when once we build all the necessary um, on, on our end, once we build the API out so that it, it has all the shopping cart um, fields then any, you know, any shopping cart can then plug into it after that. So you're right. So, so once we build the Shopify one, which is due this quarter, um, any other shopping cart, because essentially shopping carts are all doing the same thing. They have the checkout, they have the total value, they have the delivery address. Um, once those are all mapped, then, uh, then it's basically plug and play from any, any, um, any future shopping carts. Okay. And would there be any customization, like small customization, depending on the, there can the platform be, but, that you're integrating? But there with? is usually with it, with an API, it's so, um, it's so standardized on one end that you can actually customize it on the other end. So the, the customer can actually customize it all they want. Here's all the data. And if you want to put this field up here in your cart or down here, you can do that. Um, you can make it look and feel differently, but it's still all, it's always all the same information, right? So how it looks and feels can change depending on, you know, what the customer is willing to do. Okay. And in those shopping carts, you're giving, you're giving the uh, retailer an opportunity to provide landed costs to their customers. So if it's a U- U.S. retailer that's selling to somebody in Canada, your integration will be able to provide all of those landed costs to the customer. And do they pay for it? They up pay front, for it upfront all at once. Later? And that, that's the one thing that we've talked to a lot of uh, shippers and customers about is, you know, avoiding that sticker shock, as they call it. You know, they, they, they will order the item online. Um, if they're not showing landed cost, there's usually two types of customers or, or shippers. They're either showing the landed cost um, or they're, they're not, sorry, they're not showing the landed cost and they either don't ship to Canada or they do ship to Canada. And, and then the, the customer gets COD at the door. So then what they do is they refuse the shipment <laughs> and then the shipment gets returned back to the supplier because they weren't told about the duties and taxes. So the, the end goal is that the the, the, the shipper is showing all the duties and taxes up front. The importer gets to see everything and then they, they pay at once. Yeah, that's great. Especially for a lot of U.S. retailers, Canadian retailers, you know, shipping into the States, into Canada. I mean, that's a huge deal for a consumer um, because the consumer doesn't really know. You know, the consumer wants to go and buy the product and, and they don't really think about, you know, customs and duties and, and taxes. And some of the retailers try to prepay that. Um, maybe not even knowing the implications of that or even the costs, um, which is a huge part of, 
you know, obviously the ROI and, and your bottom line and, and different things like that. So I think that gives retailers a huge and, and advantage. And the other thing is, is that it's actually not usually a large amount of money. So, you know, there's duties and taxes and in, in the, in the U S there's not a lot of, there's no tax. There could be duty, but our duty rates have come down over the years. So when you buy a $200 item, you could round it up and say you might have 10% total payout on that. And the fees for customs clearance are generally quite low overall. So if you have a $200 item and it's 10%, you know, it might be an extra $20. Sounds like a lot, but Canadians especially, they're, they're eager to find products and buy products that they just can't get locally. So another $20, they're saying, okay, if that's all the price, all landed, I, I, I'll accept that. It's when they, it's when they get that later and they don't, they don't know to expect it that they, they say, well, I didn't sign up for this. Um, this is a, this is a surprise and I'm going to return the, return the item. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess we'll see what's happening. Yeah, exactly. Talks before we start talking about duty. Well, and I guess a lot of consumers don't realize either is if the product is manufactured within the NAFTA countries, you know, there isn't any duty. That's so right. That really and, you know, a lot, of, um, lot of items outside of the country are duty free as well. But absolutely anything manufactured Canada, US or Mexico is duty free regardless. Yeah, and I think for Canadian retailers, it's important for them to know the de minimis in yes. the U.S. Great, is, great, I great believe eight hundred dollars. So, a, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, when you're shipping goods to a U.S. consumer, as long as it's under eight hundred dollars, um, there's and it's they're really absolutely and, and you know that's as as that's something that's on the table right now in the news. You know, the Canada's. Um, it's been suggested that Canada matches the U S rate of $800. So just for the listeners, anything that you ship from Canada to the U S as long as it's under $800, there's no uh, duties or taxes or, or even a need for a customs broker per se. Um, so, but on the Canadian side of uh, importing from another country, anything over $20 is, is so if you have a $22 item, you pay duties and taxes on that item, which, you know, I, some of my competitors don't agree with me on this, but I think that's crazy. I think it should be up at 800 as well. It should be on par with the U S just so there's a, you know, a, an equal footing back and forth. Yeah. Well, the reason why they don't agree with you yeah, on and, that and is that, because and mine too. you know, we have a lot of shipments under $800, but I, you know, I'm a consumer and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to pay duty and tax on an item that's, that's $70 that I can, you know, buy in Canada and import to the U.S. at $70 I can get for free. So uh, that's another debate <laughs> for another time. Maybe, maybe for another day, but I love your perspective on it. Um, I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, you and I, you and I get together often and we have these different debates in the industry because, um, you have to be a lot more open-minded and not as guarded. Um, again, I think the future of business is collaboration. And part of that is to be open-minded and knowing that things are changing. And so you have to change your business model to go with that. 
So in saying that, let's get on to more of the service provider side. So give us a story about how you came to the decision okay, so of building the API. And basically, how you built there's it. been no modern custom system built in the last you know, 15 years, you know, from scratch, there's really been, if you go on, you can go on a CBSA's or CBP's website and look at all the service providers that provide, you know, customs links or custom systems. And all of them are built, you know, before, you know, around the time MySpace was built sort of thing. So they're very, uh, old and, and archaic. So a lot of them aren't even cloud-based. So you cannot, you have to download software or, or have software or have it on a server. So everything nowadays is if you're a startup, you know, you are having some space somewhere, you buy some computers and you log on to your platform. So we basically wanted to build that platform that you log on to and you, you are not needing to have all this legacy um, sort of heavy systems and servers and, you know, just sort of old software. So we got into it just basically to modernize this piece because we really look at ourselves as customs brokers as, as really we are, we are, you know, transferring data. So we, that should be fairly easy because the data, we don't, we don't create the data. It starts from the shipper and it goes to the importer. And we wanted, we basically wanted to create a really easy frictionless system for trading partners. Awesome. So how did you get into uh, figuring out the sort of API integration side? How did you... It started in-house and we do use some outsourced developers, but we have our own uh, IT department internally that that builds portions of it. And really, it's, um, it's, it's just that is how programs are made these days. So if, if you're familiar with everything from, you know, say a CRM that you would go buy now, there's obviously Salesforce, which is a great product. But if you're, there's a, there's a lightweight program called PipeDrive, which is a CRM that is a very, very light CRM. It's, it's you know, it's actually a great CRM. I have nothing to do with, with them, but I just love the program, but it's all API based. So if you want to, let's say you want to create a Google form and have leads go into your uh, your CRM. It's all API between Google and PipeDrive, so you can set that up in ten minutes. So you can literally have a form on your website. Now it's going into a CRM. Where ten years ago that was you know that was ten thousand dollars to do something like that, and now you can do it for twenty nine dollars a month or whatever whatever the fee is. So really, it's just basically modernizing and and looking at what the future is. You take you take APIs, and everybody has an API that is building software these days. So that means you can export items to QuickBooks. You can you know put things into Google Sheets or whatever you'd like to do, just with yourself without an IT department with a few clicks. Yeah, that's interesting. Actually, I just want to point out my uh, cat just wanted to say hi to everybody. I think everybody might have heard that in the background. So I apologize for that, but we like to keep it authentic. So um, going back to that, um, in the service industry, though, I'm, I, it's actually quite interesting because I'm finding that a lot of, you know, hundred uh, percent agree. Or, or that like is that. how we are They're modeled. We, are, we, don't, we don't look at ourselves as a customs broker per se. We are building software. And, um, and our whole team is, is their developers, uh, software developers, 
you know, then you have business analysts that are looking at, at the processes and how do you turn that into uh, flows and how do you turn that into software? So I 100% agree. Yeah, that shift is absolutely amazing. And it's it's interesting to see how people are or how the different companies are doing it and, and integrating. The problem with it, though, is that there's not a lot of strategy and structure. And I think that's sort of, you know, very, very important if you're going to go into this space and, you know, turn your business model on its head. So then I, I want to ask you, you know, what are the advantages of having an API as a service provider? I mean, we, we talked about, you know, being able to connect into retailers, but I think from, an industry perspective as a service provider, you know, why should I have one? Why should I have an API? Why should I have an integration? I mean, it might be different from customs to well, it, it's basically um, to, to create a general, platform you know, and, a, and an ecosystem, if you will, that makes it really easy for other people to build on. So, you know, I think I'm not sure an API is for every um, service provider or every company out there, but for us, People want to access our data, our calculations, our tariff. You know, they want to access this information easily. But if you're looking at today, where do you find the customs tariff? There's a paper book, which is updated and you get the mailings in the mail and you put them in your three ring binder. <laughs> there are software systems. So there's actually some programs that you can buy and, uh, you know, ping the, the tariff database, but that's a piece of software that sits on like a Windows desktop. And if you're, you don't have it installed on your desktop, you can't access it. Um, or there are, you know, a PDF or some, some programs online that you can go and, and look up tariff. But we've put the entire tariff for US and Canada into this API. So if you want to search, you know, if you're a lettuce importer and you want to search lettuce, um, there are, you can get the Canadian U.S. Uh, tariff really quickly for anything, you know, that has the word lettuce in it, which to our knowledge doesn't exist anywhere else. And, and, um, now that this is a scary part too, in a way, because we actually don't know where this is going to go because as we open up the platform more and more, uh, what is going to be, what are developers going to want to do with it? You know, we're not sure yet. So it's um, it's basically just wanting to to sort of pull down the walls on what's historically being handled inside of an office or inside of a company. We want to make it very easily accessible and and get excited about the idea of what what can be built on top of this. Yeah, and I think with these, you know, these types of technology advancements, it comes with changing the mindset in the industry from a service provider perspective. I mean, yes, we've already, uh, we've always thought about, you know, what customers want from, you know, a rate standpoint or, you know, different things like that. But it turns the thinking to what do our customers want from us as a service provider? Whether we're a customs broker, freight forwarder, a trucking company, um, you know, what do they want from us? It's not just a good rate anymore. It's not just good service. They're looking to us for these technology advancements that will not only make it easier for them to do business with us, um, but also help them um, do business easier with 
inside their company, you know, internally. So that brings me to sort of the next point. You know, we've talked about some of the benefits to current customers and potential customers, but what have you seen? Maybe you've got some real life examples with this integration yeah, I'm, and, I'm, and this, this as mindset. As I'm listening here, you know, we, we have a few that customers future episode really, really ideas enjoying. now now coming to surface. There's the uh, de minimis rule. There's uh, you know, customs brokers license even is is one of the a hot topic, you know. So it's, it's, it's one of these things where we, we really want to remove these barriers and remove these obstacles. But as you know, back to your question, the, um, you know, some of the benefits that we're seeing is just like you said, that speed, you know, I don't look at our customers. I, I spend a lot of time in front of our customers. So I meet with them, I talk with them and I understand what they need. And for the most part, and you know, I'd love to hear from other people, but they just want this to be an easy, quiet, silent piece of the business of their business. You know, they they are in their business of marketing, selling research and development, making their own products or services, whatever they're offering. That's their core business to anything. Anyone I've spoken to, they really don't want logistics to be actually a big piece. They, they, they know that it's a very important piece, but they don't want it to be loud because they want to be concentrating on their own, on their own company. So we're trying to make all that noise go away. And so some of the benefits is just really the speed, the, um, the data transfer. So you're not having to have this sort of, okay, this is where you send the documents. This is where you fax and this is where you email and fill out these, you know, four forms and then, you know, duplicate them and, and then, you know, uh, log into the FDA website and, and rekey everything that you just keyed. It's like, it, 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 it's a full-time job. So what we're seeing is, is just the, the squashing of the noise and the friction uh, so those are really the, some of the benefits is really just streamlining that. So it's not heavy work anymore. Yeah. Less admin work on their side. And it's interesting because I'm, I'm going to bring up maybe another potential benefit for you to talk about. When I was talking in season two, episode one with Peter about, uh, TPM and their, their innovation jam, um, and the shippers pain points, uh, it came up quite a few times, but visibility. So yes, logistics is an important part, piece of their business. No, they don't want it to be loud, but they do want it to be visible. And I think that's where the industry is, is very, very much lacking because there's so many different pieces to the supply chain and so many pe- different people involved. Is that visibility I agree. I, you know, it's, piece, it's funny because um, if you go back to the history yet, of even the FedEx... So what, um, what do you think about... You know, FedEx always had, was one of the first companies to offer tracking, right? And then they offered web tracking. And the, the ironic part is, is that all of these pieces of freight have an ETA. So if, if the, if the freight says, or the, the tracking or the service standard says, you know, you're going to get your product on Friday, March 9th, it doesn't matter that you say that people just want to know where it is, <laughs> but you know what, how many times have you had a, a FedEx package that said it's going to arrive on Friday, March 9th, and it was late. It's, it rarely ever happens. But for some reason, people want to see it and want to know it, right? They just want to understand that it's 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 going to be on time. So all these systems that are out there are not, you're right, they're not connected very well, right? So that's another advantage of an API is like, okay, we can ping, you know, Merck's API if they were to build one that, that would be opened up 
and, and just show that container number and the status. And what is the ETA at the port? It says it's going to be April 12th. Um, is it still tracking to be April 12th? Well, you should be able to see that in a dashboard that if you want to build it yourself with the API or you want to you know, log into your platform and see all of that, that data is all there. It's just not talking to each other very well right now. And that's another reason why we, you know, we really like the API route. Yeah, and they're just not being able to plan properly. That was kind of the the next point is because of the lack of visibility and the lack of communication between the different pieces. You know, if if something's delayed, like you said, they're just not able to plan properly. And it's a huge part of the business. I mean, maybe not necessarily, you know, covered under logistics, but it's it's very important to be able to to plan to be able to hit those deadlines and things like that, especially in such a mm-hmm. fast moving economy that we have right now. So, um, we've talked about your integration with eBay and Shopify, but I'd like to hear a little bit more about, you know, how it works, why it was important. Okay. So the eBay one is super fun. Actually, our first integration Um, with eBay, eBay was, you know, they have led the charge on on platforms. You know, they were one of the first companies to have a platform or ecosystem before it was even called that. Right. And so our actual integration with eBay goes back years and, um, Full disclosure, though, we, we just launched our the new Border Buddy platform, um, and then we did a new iteration at the end of last month, and we have not transferred the old integration from eBay over yet, but we're going to do that this quarter. But um, what our original uh, situation with eBay was that we, we have an integration with them where you can simply put in the eBay item number. That's all you need is the eBay item number and it will pull all the data from the listing. So it'll pull the description, the value, everything like that. And then it will give you all the landed costs. So if you're in Canada and you want to buy a vehicle on ebay.com, you simply put in the eBay item number and it will give you the calculation to the penny of what that vehicle will cost you in Canada and vice versa. So if you're in the U.S. importing from eBay Canada. And, and so eBay is being a great, you know, they're just a great company to work with. And, and it goes back years and years, actually. They were having some challenges with Canadian questions back in, I think it's 2007 now. And um, I ended up making some, some lifelong friends at, um, at, at eBay. Uh, Elmer Sato was, a, one was one of the early people there. And, and him and I are still uh, great friends. And, and Andrea, who you had on your show a few weeks ago, um, is a rock star over there. She's been there for a while and, and I've gotten to know her a little bit as well. And so they're just great to work with. They have, they understand the partnership that they need to have their platform work. They have a ton of service providers on their platform that are fully integrated. So that's where that really started. And then, uh, then more and more platforms have, have, you know, popped up. So Shopify is obviously one. It's another Canadian company. That's why one of the reasons we picked them is because they're out of Canada and um, they're actually really close to eBay in, in Toronto. And uh, so, yeah, we, we, you know, we just wanted to go with those two first because they, um, you know, Shopify is one of the largest shopping cart providers uh, with over 600,000 stores now on, on their platform. Wow. And you know what? I don't think a lot of, you know, 
sort of providers in our industry and let's say maybe, you know, freight forwarders and, and different things like that. But eBay and Shopify have multitude of different customers that ship different things. And they ship them not only to the States, but they ship them globally. And some of them ship pieces that are large enough that can be shipped by air freight and ocean freight and, and all that all that kind of stuff. Even Amazon providers, right? You've got Amazon shippers as well. Um, that there's a huge market here that I just don't think is taken advantage of and is being tapped into by some of the more traditional um, companies and the traditional ways of doing business. So um, just something that I wanted to mention there, because when I was talking to Andrea, she was talking about, you know, one of her customers actually shipping, you know, home garden products, I think, uh, around the world or, or larger items, um, that they need to figure out shipping. Sure, there, there might be a, you know, a smaller company. Um, but they're shipping these larger items globally and definitely need their help. So it, you know, it brings up a whole lot. Yeah, of I, I agree. And, and, you know, eBay has done a great job from the get go, basically, you know, of, just take into consideration uh, opening and, up their platform maybe, to you know, providers. So there are a lot of freight companies that are plugged into eBay so that you can get door to door freight right inside of the listing. And all, you know, you, it's, it's a few clicks away and, and, uh, they're notified to come pick the product up. So, um, absolutely. They, they've done a great job of that. And, and, um, it's truly actually pretty incredible. Cause if you, if you've not tuned into eBay, a lot of people think of, of eBay as, you know, selling be- beanie babies and things like that between hobbyists, but there are, you know, massive companies selling, you know, huge quantities of products and appliances and refrigerators. And, you know, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it just opens up another revenue stream. You know, when we talk about business model and and taking a look at what you're currently doing versus, and that might be the traditional way of doing business, but taking a look at doing things maybe a little bit differently in the future um, and looking at different revenue streams for what you're doing. I mean, it just sort of makes sense. So um, is this just the beginning? You know, what do you see as the future of supply chain tech? I mean, you guys are the front runner in the custom space and you're doing so many amazing things to... Um, you know, change the industry or at least change the mindset around the industry. I really do see it as as the beginning in a sense. And, and, you know, unfortunately the industry is being behind overall. Um, And I'll go back to that. Where where do you see um, this going? You know, your, our conversation about visibility, you know, we're so used to this in our everyday lives. You know, I don't know if you've ever used, you know, the Domino's pizza tracker, you order pizza and, you get to watch every step. You see that it's, you know, that the order is being received. You see that someone's making it. You see that it's in the oven. You see that it's in the car on the way to your house. And you're just sort of fixated on watching this. So, you know, we really need to be catching up to that. And then, and then, you know, going side by side with what's happening in, in the rest of the world. So I do think it's the beginning. And, you know, I think the, it, it's a very popular uh, trend word right now, but I think blockchain and is really, going to really disrupt our industry in a way that, that we've never seen before. We just joined the, um, it's called BETA or the Blockchain and Transport Alliance. And that is, that is a big piece for carriers, intermediaries, warehouses, customs brokers to be, to be aware of. And, 
you know, we're not really afraid of it. If, if we're going to be disrupted, you know, we want to be the ones doing the disruption. We don't want to be disrupted. We want to be looking at it and saying, you know, what can we be changing? How can we innovate? And what do the customers, you know, what do they, what do they really want or what do they need? Yeah. And I think that it's a matter of embracing that innovation, you know, go out and find an innovator that you're, that aligns with your beliefs and, and your business model and, and what you want to do in the industry and embrace it. Talk to them, work with them. Um, there's all sorts of platforms that are coming out that are doing some different things, some amazing things. And you want to be a part of that. Don't get left behind. Um, because these, these are the these are the players. These are the people that are really going to change this industry um, in different ways um, that you might not even be aware of. So I'm going to end the show with you know Are you looking for different ways to grow your logistics business? Um, take a look at API integration because it could be the answer, um, not only for your company, um, but take a look at the innovation and the different startups that are coming into this space. Um, take a look at what they're doing. See how you can work with them instead of being siloed. I talk about this all the time. The industry is very, very much siloed in many, many different ways. And collaboration, again, is the future, I believe. So... Um, you want to take a look at what Border Buddy is doing. Um, their clearance API could help drive more sales if you are a retailer. Um, so remember to check them out at borderbuddy.com. We also have them listed on our website at letstalksupplychain.com. Their Twitter is at Border Buddy. Um, so you can also uh, message them there. And um, we will have more details on this show on our website, letstalksupplychain.com forward slash season two dash episode four. So again, Graham, this was a great episode. We're going to be talking to him again in another month or so. And uh, we're just going to keep bringing some some good content about what you guys are Thank doing, you. Really how the industry is working. Um, like you said, you know, maybe some future episodes about, you know, different hot topics in the industry so that we can start, you know, continue to spread that value. Awesome. Thanks, Graham. Thank you for joining us today. The industry is changing, so make sure you are too or you might be left behind. Next week is such an exciting episode for me because I have been finally able to nail down Richard B. Strong on the show. You need to know Richard's story. He was jailed for bribery and noncompliance, and he speaks freely about his journey. Think this couldn't be you? Think again and listen to this episode. Thank you for your continued support with the name change to Let's Talk Supply Chain and for your ratings and reviews so others can find us. Next episode, we will be highlighting our listeners who write us a review or tag us on Instagram with a review. You can take a picture of the episode and share it with us at Let's talk supply chain. We just added a supply chain dictionary to the site under the shop tab. It's over a hundred page pages of supply chain words, definitions, and acronyms. Get yours for only $9.99. Again, that's on letstalksupplychain.com under the shop tab. We'll see you next time. And remember everybody, ship happens.